You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I recently asked you guys what you wanted to hear more of from me or if you had any questions for me and you guys submitted some really good questions and some really good topics that I will definitely be getting to. Some of them may be in the form of shorts. I don't know that everybody's really interested in what I eat in a day, but one of the questions that was submitted was, do I notice a drive more towards sustainability and eco-friendly practices now that I'm practicing more of a minimalist lifestyle or do I only notice those changes being directed to things like frugality and finances and just the clutter? And the answer is yes. And in fact, today I'm going to be sharing 15 home tips that encompass all three, 15 eco-friendly home tips that will save you money and reduce clutter. And so I thought this would be a great thing to talk about since it is April and April is Earth Month. Let's go ahead and dive in. Number one is efficient appliances. Now, I know that a lot of the focus when it comes to eco-friendly and eco-minimalism is like on using a wooden toothbrush or using reusable swaps, which is great. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But according to the EPA, electricity accounts for the second largest share of greenhouse gas emissions. 25% of the overall greenhouse gas emissions is coming from our electricity. And that's because 79% of our electricity is still coming from burning fossil fuels such as coal and natural gas. So that's the electricity usage, but there's also the consideration of water usage. Newer, more efficient appliances use smaller amounts of water, which I don't know if you've heard the news lately, but is a big concern for a lot of places right now. A lot of states here in the U.S. even. Newer washing machines save up to 66% of water when compared to older models, and this also is saving 66% of laundry detergent and 66% of energy, especially on hot cycles. So if you're holding on to the old, clunky, inefficient washing machines, dishwashers, refrigerators, refrigerators, just general appliances, you're probably leaking a lot of money in your electricity and likely even in your water supply. It's funny because I have a friend who just bought this big, gorgeous house and their first water bill, which was for three months, was $900. They thought that they were paying for all of the water on the block. And I suggested they take a look at their appliances. I don't know if that's the problem, but it's definitely something to look at. If you notice that your water bill is high, that's probably the first place I would look besides maybe a leak. So we're talking low flow or dual flush toilets, washers that are more energy efficient and use less water or tankless water heaters, which are huge and also have the added benefit of giving you immediately hot water. I tell you, the next time I buy a house, it's going to have a tankless water heater. Now, number two is to go reusable. This is what you hear about all over the place. If you follow sustainability accounts on Instagram, they look really nice. Some of the swaps that you can make and a lot of them are really cool. I use a lot of them, but this is what you tend to hear about more often than the appliance appliances and some of the other things is using reusable supplies and products there at home. Some of my favorites are my reusable razor. I get a metal razor that just replaces the blades out and it is so much more cost efficient because the replacement blades cost hardly anything and you get like a full box that'll last you forever versus having an entire bag of plastic razors or the cheap razors that you're going to have to change every time the blade gets rusted. I don't know if you've noticed, but razors have gotten really expensive and it's an ongoing expense. Plus you're constantly cycling it into the landfill. I really wish that I had gone metal razor a long time ago. Another swap I made that I wish I'd made a long time ago is replacing the cotton swabs for whenever I take my makeup off 
with bamboo reusable swabs. I use these every single day. My daughter also uses them every single day. And we used to constantly just be buying the disposable cotton rounds because we didn't know any better. They're not expensive. You can buy like a whole bamboo set with a little container and wash bag and everything for $9, maybe $12. And I have yet to dispose of any of these despite having washed them many times by this point because they just hold up really well. Menstrual cups, water bottles, straws, utensils, paper towels, like there are just so many different swaps that you can make for reusable options that are better, they're higher quality, and they don't add the waste and the extra cost every time you go to the grocery store. Number three is to buy secondhand. There are so many people who thrift now, like it's become a popular thing to do, especially now that people are decluttering their homes more, so they're making more donations. The thrift shops are staying pretty full of items. And you have all of these apps like OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace, and new apps just keep popping up all the time for being able to swap or sell your stuff. There's just never been a better time to buy secondhand and actually be able to get good quality products secondhand. I almost always will check secondhand first, when I need anything. I mean, when I was shopping for Chloe's swing, for example, it looks literally brand new, like it just came out of the box because you can really only use it for the first four months, maybe six months of their life. And so things like that, like you can buy things secondhand, save yourself a ton of money. You're not adding to the landfills or the manufacturing emissions from people having to make and produce more of these things. And it just feels good. Plus keeping yourself out of the whole fast fashion realm will greatly decrease the clutter that shows up in your closet. Because when you're paying attention to fast fashion, even if you don't mean to, if you're constantly presenting yourself with all of these options that are changing every couple of months on repeat, you're just going to probably end up buying more stuff. Buying secondhand isn't as flashy. It's not as spammy because you're looking for specific things and you're finding those things or you're not finding them. But what's not happening is you being presented with like a million other things that you didn't need. Number four is to grow your own herbs and vegetables. When you grow your own food, you're helping to decrease the waste, especially when you're talking about things like herbs that you're only picking off the plant when you need to actually use them instead of buying a whole bundle that was way more than you actually needed in the first place and now you have food waste. It's also saving on money and food clutter because a lot of the things that you go buy, like for example, if I went to buy cilantro, I only need a few sprigs of cilantro maybe for the meal I'm making, but I have to buy this whole big bushel. So that's automatically gonna be added to the trash because I'm not going to be able to finish it or it's going to go bad before I need it again. Plus I had to pay for it. Plus I'm having to store it in my refrigerator until that inevitable day when it does go bad. I personally have gone through spells of creating my own stuff, like phases of it. When I had an arrow garden, I would pretty frequently grow my own lettuce and tomatoes and things like that. I haven't done it in a while. A lot of you, if you've been here long, you know that I don't have a green thumb and I kill most things. But it is a great cost-effective way to reduce food clutter, save money, and be more eco-friendly. Number five is to use your own refillable travel toiletries. And I say this because every time we go on a trip, even when we went to like a beach cabin over spring break, my oldest daughter, who is a collector, automatically wants to go get little travel sizes of everything. And I'm like, no, we have our little reusable bag with travel size shampoo and conditioner containers that we can refill every time we go somewhere. We never need to go buy toiletries. And if I just think of all of the times that we've had to go somewhere for a weekend or we've gone camping or we've gone to the beach, had we bought toiletries like my daughter would have liked us to on 
each of those occasions, we would have so much clutter in our bathroom drawer and we would have spent so much money on toiletries that are overpriced for the quantity that you're getting. Plus, all of those little bottles and pieces of plastic are just going into the trash every time they're emptied when you go about it that way. Instead, if you just have a little set reusable bag like we started using, you can fill it with whatever really nice shampoos and conditioners you want and empty them when you get back home if you want, reuse them next time. It's just a better system. Number six is to go plastic free with your bulk items. So for me, this mostly consists of cleaning products. Number seven, install a bidet in every toilet. This is something that I took years to try. Actually, it was probably two years ago maybe when I installed the bidet in my toilet and I do not regret it. I still love having it there. In fact, other people will sometimes come use my bathroom because it's currently the only one that has a bidet. So we really need to get one in every bathroom. I think this is one area where the US really needs to catch up with Europe and Japan and all these other countries that have been using bidets for years. It saves 75% of toilet paper costs, which obviously is more eco-friendly because you're not having to chop down as many trees to make toilet paper, but also toilet paper is expensive. And it's an extra thing to store in your bathroom. Now I'm not saying you should do away with toilet paper altogether, I haven't, but a bidet is a great option to help reduce the toilet paper clutter, expense, and waste. Number eight, if you're not already, you should get on the LED light bulb bandwagon. I feel like those should be the only light bulbs that are even sold at this point. And maybe getting pretty close to that. There are so many different light bulb options out there. I've shared how I use a lot of the Philips Hue bulbs so that I can control the lights from my voice using the dots or from an app in my phone. I can make it warmer whenever I'm wanting to chill in the evening. I can make it more blue toned whenever I'm wanting to be awake and up and around during the day. So those are really cool. Now you don't have to go all fancy and get the Philips Hue bulbs if you don't want to, but I will share some benefits of doing something similar to that here in a bit. But in general, LED light bulbs have triple the lifespan of a regular light bulb and they take less energy to power. Their long lifespan means that you don't have to purchase light bulbs as frequently and you don't have to store and keep some on deck because the LED bulbs will last for years. Number nine is to mount ceiling fans if you don't already have them and you have a spot for them because they can be game changing in temperature control and not having to use so much air conditioning in the summer months, especially the dual direction fans, which I believe most if not all of them do nowadays where you can flip the switch and have the fan rotate in the other direction and suck the air up instead of pushing it down. Sucking the air up is actually what you want to do during the summer months to help cool down a room. So that can be really great on helping to decrease the electric bill in addition to opening the window and using the good old fashioned natural breeze. We spend the majority of our electric bill with thermal regulation, trying to make sure that we are warm enough or cool enough with air conditioning and heater. So any way that we can reduce our need for electricity to keep us warm enough or cool enough, whether it is wearing more layers, getting a heavier comforter at nighttime, opening windows, getting better windows, installing a ceiling fan, all of those things are going to make a huge difference on our energy consumption. Installing a ceiling fan might also mean that you're not having to bring in portable fans to clutter up your space and cords to trip over. Number 10 is to have a good set of food containers and to actually use them for leftovers. In other words, store and eat your leftovers. As a culture, we tend to not only overeat, but also overproduce foods. You go to a restaurant and you're delivered this giant plate that you can only eat maybe half of and the rest of it's going to waste. But we do that a lot of times in our home, especially if you're somebody who cooks really large lavish meals for the family. A lot of that food could end up going to waste. So one way to prevent all of this food waste is to not only store the food 
food in your fridge, but then to make it a habit and make it acceptable in your family to eat the leftovers. So this is something we're still working on ever since my kids decided that they hate leftovers. I found some tricks that work for me are to heat up the leftovers and have it ready and presentable myself. You know, then it's like low barrier. It's easy. They'll come in and eat it versus me saying, we're having leftovers tonight, go heat something up in the fridge, in which case they're probably not gonna do that, they're gonna grab something else. But when you factor in leftovers, meals that you're already cooking, ingredients that you've already purchased, and like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the ingredients are pre-packaged, meaning that you're already getting excess from what you might otherwise need. You might as well use them to make one large meal and turn that into two meals or even three meals. This will not only decrease food waste because you're saving instead of trashing, but it's also gonna decrease your grocery bill because you're able to get more meals from the price of one slightly larger meal and you're going to decrease the food clutter because when you buy for numerous different recipes that all require different ingredients you're naturally going to be bloating up your spices and seasonings your refrigerator your freezer like all of the places where you need to store all of those different ingredients number 11 is to use solar chargers or even solar lights solar equipment we have a solar charging pad so we just set it in the window and it recharges itself and then we can use that to recharge cell phones or different equipment if we're on the road and it's great because it decreases the clutter of having cords running to whatever the electric outlet is and it's eco-friendly and free because it's not using our electricity. Number 12 is to use automation technology when it makes sense and when possible. So for me, we have the dot setup, we have the Philips Hue bulb setup, we have like tons of different smart plugs throughout the house. And what that's great for is that we can set parameters to have the electricity or the lights turned off if we've left a room or if it senses that we've left the house and left something on or just certain times of day, you know, you can really automate things. One great example of this nowadays is the thermostats the smart thermostats. We're not there and readily available to micromanage every little degree of our temperature. So when you have these smart thermostats in that can adjust and automate those decisions for you, it's naturally saving and limiting that electricity usage. And all of the smart bulbs and apps and automation technology takes up no space in your home. It adds no extra clutter. It all works via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. Number 13 is quality windows, literally covering up and making sure that you're tending to the holes in your house because those giant holes are where we lose the majority of our heat or our air conditioning, which again is the majority of our electricity usage, which again is responsible for the majority of our greenhouse emissions. Similar to the ceiling fans, having good quality windows not only look nicer and less bulky or frumpy than some of the really old school windows, but also it might decrease the need to bring in external devices like standing heaters and fans. Number 14 is to trade in or sell your old cell phones. This is really cool because we went to Fred Meyer yesterday and there is now a giant kiosk where you can dump in your cell phone and they'll give you money out. Like it'll spit out money for your cell phone. These are things that are otherwise just cluttering our office or our bedside table drawers. Instead, now you can get it out of your home, reducing that clutter while not throwing it in the trash and adding to the landfills and get money for it. And number 15 is to listen to audiobooks or use a local library or digital service. Now for me, I've started using Audible here lately and I'm really geeking out on it because I've learned that I can listen to a whole book in like 
two days. And I mean, obviously not spending the entire day. If I was doing that, I could do it much quicker. But I can listen to an entire book on two times, two and a half times speed and just get that knowledge so fast. It's just incredible. But at the same time, I'm not having to add any clutter to my space by buying a bunch of books that I really just want to get the information out of and really listen to once. And I'm not having to decide what to do with that book clutter later on and possibly contributing it to the landfills. Now, yes, there are some types of stories that I want to have a physical copy of so that I can just read at my slow pace and just really like pour myself into the story and get all into it. But there are even more books that I'm reading that aren't like that. They're not stories and fiction. It's just information that I want to know about and maybe, you know, an enjoyable story along the way, but I don't necessarily need to have a physical copy in order to enjoy it. Now, if you're curious about some of the eco-friendly products that I've tried over the years or that I currently use, I do have a video on some eco-friendly swaps that I tried out that you can check. Some of those are still the things that I'm using today, like the bamboo face rounds, uh, the razor, I don't know if I had at the time, but there are definitely a lot of things that are in that video that I'm still actively using today. And it can be fun to make some of those swaps and feel good about yourself and save a little money in the process. I hope you have a great week and I'll chat with you next week.